from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. July 2, 2017, VK National News Broadcast on VK1WIA. I'm Graham VK4BB. Roughly 3.3 million years after ancient humanoids invented the earliest known tools, mankind is on the cusp of perfecting sophisticated self-driving technology that has the potential to revolutionise transportation as we know it. There is only one problem, kangaroos. Volvo's new self-driving technology uses a large animal detection system to prevent its S90 and XC90 car models from ploughing into deer or moose whilst on the go. But during tests in Australia, researchers realise the technology is completely befuddled by the hops of kangaroos. We've noticed with the kangaroo being in mid-flight, when it's in the air, it actually looks like it's further away. Then it lands and it looks closer, Volvo Australia's technical manager, David Pickett, told ABC News. Determined, Volvo has spent the past 18 months here in Australia teaching its software not to hit kangaroos. The company does need to get it exactly right. After all, there are more than 16,000 roo collisions a year in the country, NRMA insurance reports. Still to come in this national news from your WIA, Whisper, the cold truth, radio amateur old-timers Clive, VK6CSW, VU radio hams receive suspicious signals, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH on future licence conditions, financial problems at the IARU, socially it's Westlake's Amateur Radio Club's car boot sale, July 15, the Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club ham fest, July 22, and also July 22, Caboolture Hamfest. We'll look at these in the social scene, but now to immediate past president of our WIA, Phil Waite, VK2ASD. Most of you would be pretty familiar with me as your past president, and I'm pleased to continue to serve as director this year. I'm also pleased to have a little more time on my hands to do the other things I enjoy, such as sailing. I've never really been one to chase DX and awards, My interest in amateur radio is more on the technology and construction side, something that started as a kid at school and that led to a lifelong career in electronics manufacturing and medical alarm services. Looking back at it, it was really shortwave listening and the youth radio scheme of the day that got me into amateur radio during high school, along with a handful of mates. Radio clubs were really the only avenue for geeky kids that were interested in technology, and at least four radio amateurs came from my high school year, thanks to a very dedicated science teacher, Don Craig. I've just turned 66, so that was a very long time ago. As the only carryover director from the previous board, I see my role as helping to provide some continuity and some corporate knowledge to assist the new board in whatever direction it decides to take. I would also like to finalise some of the new initiatives started by the previous board, such as the coupon scheme, so new amateurs can receive the digital edition of AR Magazine on a trial basis, and placing assessment materials online. But it's early days, and the new board will develop its own priorities. I also act as the WIA board representative on the Spectrum Committee, which is the committee tasked with the advocacy work with Standards Australia, the ACMA, the Federal Government, the ITU and the IARU. The WIA and the Spectrum Committee are currently surveying members' views 
to the new draft radio communications bill and the Spectrum Committee is preparing the WIA's submission in response to that draft. In parallel to this, the WIA is also suggesting changes to the amateur LCDs with a view to making amateur radio more relevant and more attractive in our modern digitally connected wireless world. If you have not already completed the three-part survey on the WIA website, please do so soon. The deadline for submissions has been extended and you now have until the 14th of July to complete the website survey, after which time the WIA will be finalising its submission. This is a very important year for amateur radio and there will be changes in the new legislation that fundamentally affect the amateur service. We are all working very hard to ensure that the amateur service is not disadvantaged by any proposed changes in the new legislation and that amateur radio continues to be an important part of the Australian radio communications sector in this period of rapid technical and regulatory change. Things are completely different now to when I was young and there are many more options for a tech-savvy youngster. However, the pervasiveness of wireless technology in our modern world and the advent of maker groups surely means that amateur radio has a good future if we can just get the regulatory settings right. Thanks for your support of the WIA and remember, we always need more members. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the WIA Board. WIA Board makes major decisions. The WIA Board of Directors has looked at the major changes it can make as it sets its future course, while also dealing with routine matters. On finances, the seven directors have considered some budgetary matters, the balance sheet and the membership level. Major changes will see the formation of two WIA Board subcommittees. The first is an Audit and Risk Committee, with its terms of reference to be reviewed and presented at the July meeting. It will have Directors Greg, VK2GPK as the Chair, David, VK4MZ, Phil, VK2ASD and Marcus, VK5WTF. The second will be a strategy committee, looking at the WIA in the medium and long term. Directors Brian, VK2GCE and David, VK4MZ are taking the lead to set it up, putting a call to members for expressions of interest and reviewing of the terms of reference. Both committees are to have a minimum of two directors and report back to the board. Also, the WIA board supports directors having undergone training provided by the Australian Institute of Company Directors. Three directors have had similar training in the last five years, making them exempt, with four to do the courses on governance in action, the director mindset, the role of the director and duties and responsibilities. Other matters discussed were a review of the National Office and improvement recommendations with the need to fill a vacant QSL manager position being referred to Radio Services Committee so the VK3-based role is advertised to members. A free copy of the Wireless Men and Women at War book is to be given to all contributing authors and the Australian War Memorial with WIA President to sign a thank you letter for each. For more information on these and other matters, see the WIA board minutes that will soon be on the WIA website. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with something to think about on future licence conditions. 
50 years ago, amateurs with what was then known as a full licence could operate on the six available HF bands. 80, 40, 20, 15, 11, yes, 11, and 10 metres using three transmission modes, AM, single sideband and Morse. 27 megs was an amateur band back then. I'm reminded of rock and roll legend Little Richard complaining about the Beatles. You stole my hair. You stole my music. CBers, you stole our amateur band. Never mind. Water under the bridge. Just for the record, I too joined the crowds on 11 metres. My handle was the Wombat. So, back to the HF bands of yesteryear. If you wanted to play with radio teletype, RTTY or RITI, back then, you had to ask the radio branch of the Postmaster General's Department for permission. This entailed a station inspection by a radio inspector before you could run your first RYRY punched paper tape through the electromechanical teletype machine for a test transmission. Fast forward to the present era. The current amateur licence conditions determination sets out the transmission modes and bandwidths permitted on the HF bands in a set of technical specifications. This allows limited latitude for experimentation. Basically, it's a prescription of the technical parameters that applied in the past. Even so, within these technical boundaries, I never fail to be surprised by the diversity of digital technologies amateurs have developed and adapted, often with astonishing success. However, I discern signs that that very diversity is waning. The popularity, however, of digital modes such as JT65 and Olivia and Whisper, etc., is booming, as many amateurs discover what can be achieved with these keyboard-initiated applications. Great to see. I am also awestruck with digital voice transmission technologies, such as Codec2, a non-proprietary open-source application developed by David Rowe, VK5DGR forging new frontiers with voice contacts under difficult on-air conditions. Another thing I find astonishing is that amateurs, newbies and old hands alike haven't abandoned the past technologies amidst all this. The AM nets on 160, 80 and 40 metres are testament to this. Valve-based boat anchor rigs still command good prices on the second-hand market. One of the guiding principles adopted by the WIA board back in 2014 was that future amateur licensing should not limit or hinder experimentation with or adaptation of emerging technologies and applications, particularly digital transmission technologies, including those not yet invented. Unfortunately, the regulations applying to the amateur bands from 160 metres through 10 metres deal wholly with past circumstances. Think about it. If that approach is retained in future license conditions, then it will greatly hinder experimentation on the amateur bands in the future. For decades, communication systems have been designed to work on the basis of achieving or being workable under given signal-to-noise ratios. For high reliability, such as broadcasting, Signal-to-noise ratios of tens of decibels are necessary, 20, 30 or 40 dB. Armchair copy. Many amateurs like to pride themselves on dealing with poor signal-to-noise ratios while making provable contacts. 
With digital modes, negative signal-to-noise ratios are often the norm. You can't detect the signal by ear. And another thing. Some communications technologies are now characterised by being able to function under given signal-to-interference ratios. This concept acknowledges that the transmission channel may not be clear, and thus the system has to deal with the presence of other transmissions. Amateurs, of course, have been dealing with such conditions for decades. All DXs know it well, and a DX pileup is the perfect illustration of it. The curiosity is that, statistically, under circumstances where transmissions come and go at unrelated times and over unrelated periods, just as they do on the HF amateur bands, wideband transmissions experience better signal-to-interference ratios than narrowband systems. The interesting thing is that an amateur, John Costas, W2 Charlie Radio Radio, was the first to explore this concept in an article published in the Proceedings of the Institute of Radio Engineers back in 1959. For future licensing conditions, the WIA is advocating that the bandwidth restrictions applying to the 160 metre through 10 metre amateur bands be removed, which will enable new technologies to be taken up, adapted and exploited by amateurs. It doesn't mean abandoning band plants. They are, after all, a means of sharing the same sand pit and playing together. In the future, band plants will likely have to be rather different to those we have today. So, while you're mulling over that, here's a thought to ponder on. Italian philosopher Niccolo Machiavelli observed that the innovator makes enemies of all those who have done well under the old conditions. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. International News, with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service, VK7, VK3PC, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. IARU Financial Problems. A paper by IARU Region 1 President Don Beatty, G3BJ, for the Landshut Conference in September that the longer-term financial outlook for Region 1 is poor. An RSGB report says that the general fund will be entirely depleted by 2021 and total reserves exhausted by 2023, rendering IARU Region 1 insolvent. The paper suggests a number of changes to address the problem, including refocusing the YOTE program and devolving some activity or increasing participant contributions. You can download the complete paper from the URL in the text edition of this news. South African Radio League Newbie Party This is a fun activity to encourage all new radio amateurs to become radioactive. The first newbie party was held last Saturday, July 1 a phone-only contest with activity on bands available to all of the hams. A great idea from our sister society to the West, the SARL. Radio hams receive suspicious signals. The Hindustan Times reports a team of amateur radio operators is monitoring the radio signals around the clock, and another team of language experts is helping the officials break the coded language. The Indian newspaper says ham radio operators working with the security forces to track down radio communications of underground Gorkha, Jana, Mukti, Morsha leaders have picked up suspicious and coded signals of the activists to other countries and states. 
The security forces and intelligence agencies first got the clue that the GJM was using radio signals as a mode of communication when two radio sets were seized during a raid on the premises of some GJM leaders. It was then that the police administration decided to deploy a group of ham radio operators to track the radio communication of GJM activists. The operators picked up the suspicious cross-border signals during the drill. Most of the coded signals and communications were in Nepali and Tibetan languages. After decoding the words, we came to know about some kind of consignment that is about to come. The rest is classified and we cannot disclose it, an official privy to information told PTI. Read the full story at the URL in the text edition of this news. The tally's in. And Hamvention 2017, at its new venue, attracted over 29,000 attendees, official spokesperson Mike Calter, WHCI, told the ARRL. That's the second largest attendance in the history of the event. Hamvention General Chair Ron Kramer, KD8ENJ, called 2017 a most successful year. And that's a look at the international scene. I'm John, VK4JJW. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. In 2017, January 1, December 31, the Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. WIA's flagship contest the Remembrance Day Contest, 12th and 13th of August. VK1 Winter Circuit USA Party takes place August 6, 2017, 9am to 11.30am. Trans-Tasman Low Bands Challenge, third full weekend of July 15-16. This contest is to encourage low band activity in Australia and New Zealand. The applicable bands are 160, 80 and 40 metres. The modes are SSB, CW, Ritty and PSK only. Amateurs in VK and ZL will endeavour to contact other amateurs in VK and ZL. The contest is made up of three individual two-hour blocks. You are able to work another station once per band and mode in every block. Every different prefix used by VK or ZL stations is a valid multiplier and credit can be claimed once per band per block. Full rules are in the link we like via the WIA homepage, best read at wia.org.au. Now let's look at a 160 metre net here in VK4. This is VK4 November Lima with a 160 metre net update. The frequency is 1.848 at 1930 hours local on Monday evenings with VK4 Bravo Echo Gary Net Control. Also Wednesday evenings on 1.848 at 1930 hours local, where your net controllers will be VK4 HQ Terry, VK4 YFL Mikey, and VK4 November Lima Young Noli. Hope to hear you there. Seven threes. Thanks, Noel. Now let's look at a special event called OF100HQ. OF100HQ will be on the air during the IAAU HF World Championship event July 8 9 to mark Finland's 100th anniversary. OF100HQ will be active on all 12 HF slots in the IAAU event, via stations across Finland, including the Arctic region. Many well known amateurs, including at least one from the USA, K9MA, will helm the operations. The first 100 stations capturing the greatest number of the 12 available band slots will be awarded the Happy Finland 100 Award. For VK1 WIN National News, I'm Felix VK4FU Q Inningham. 
From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR with this week's worldwide special interest group news starting with digital and whisper the cold truth. Hundreds of stations report hearing whisper signal from Canada C3 Expedition being transmitted by CG3 EXP on 20, 30 and 40 metres from the Canada C3 Expedition to track the vessel Polar Prince as it transits Canada from east to west via the cold, very cold, northwest passage. This all in 150 days to celebrate Canada's 150th anniversary. This marks the first time that Digital Whisper has been used to track a vessel. The expedition will continue until October 28th. CG3EXP has been transmitting on 20, 30 and 40 metres at 20 minute intervals since leaving Toronto on June 1. Worldwide Special Interest Group Final Frontier and a call has gone out from Terry ZL3QL President AMSAT ZL, to ZL Hams to join New Zealand's most exciting ham project. Yes, they're going into space. AMSAT ZL has reached a staging point in the development of their satellite project, KiwiSat. They're ready to go, ready to get up there. The exciting KiwiSat project to create and launch a New Zealand-produced satellite started several years back and has suffered innumerable setbacks. The project required redesign of almost everything. The KiwiSat team met the challenge and has produced a fine unit ready for launch. Over time, the support team has aged and drifted from their positions of youth and ability. Much has been achieved, but all to no avail if KiwiSat sits on the shelf. This is where the call for help went out. AMSAT ZL is looking both to its members and to the general New Zealand amateur radio population for a coordinator to join the team and lead the project through this final stage. You even get a pretty neat job title by volunteering. Orbit Insertion Team, consisting of a launch coordinator and as many assistants as he or she requires to undertake the task of securing a launch for KiwiSat. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW, Lighthouses Galore, for this radio amateur event. The International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend next month, Cape Nelson in Victoria, is registered by Ian GW0VML slash ZL1MVL, who has been at more than 160 of these structures. He began in 2002 in Wales, Scotland, Isle of Man, the UK, and then New Zealand and Australia. Based at Fungure in New Zealand's North Island as ZL1MVL, he has kept the call sign GW0VML for lighthouse activities. This will be the third year in VK land, having been guest operator at Macquarie, Baron Joy, and last year at Bellina Head and Cape Byron. Ian, VK3 slash GW0VML at Cape Nelson in southwest Victoria will have an ICOM IC7000 with 20 and 40 metre monoband dipoles on a 5.4 metre tall mast. He's also on the Association of Lighthouse Keepers and the World Lighthouse Society as the Australia and New Zealand Area Representative, Executive Board Member and Webmaster. More than 220 registrations have been received for the 20th Annual Fun Event this year on August 19 and 20, with more details on the website illw.net. Now... Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Tomorrow, July 3rd, is the first Monday of the month. Time once again 
for the radio amateur old-timers club of Australia's monthly news and information. Here's Clive, VK6 CSW. As well as all the usual REOTC news, this month we have an item on Henry Sutton, Ballarat's legendary inventor. Another on the film and sound archiving camera, plus several other bits and pieces of information received recently. The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband, starting at 0100 UTC, transmitted from Adelaide by Hans VK5 Yankee X-Ray. Callbacks to Hans will be most welcome, so that he can assess how well his transmissions are being heard, especially in the eastern states. An hour later, at 0200 UTC, Chris VK6JI will repeat the program, transmitting from Perth on 40 metres on 7088 kHz lower sideband, simultaneously with the transmission via all linked NewsWest repeaters. Additionally, local relays take place. Please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au for details of times and frequencies. As from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website, together with previous bulletins and other details about the club. REOTC members and non-members alike are cordially invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news and information, and we hope to hear your call sign amongst the callbacks afterwards. Tune in tomorrow for the July Bulletin. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Now to special interest groups, summits on the air. Soto dinner at Friedrichshafen. For those attending the ham radio show in Friedrichshafen, Germany, between the 14th and 16th of July, Saturday is summits on the air, or Soto day. Starting at 12 noon, there will be a get-together, lecture, activation, and the annual dinner. So check reflector.sota.org.uk for details. Now, finally, special interest groups, slow down, SAQ off-air for maintenance. The RSGB reports there will be no Alexanderson Day over-the-air VLF transmission on the 2nd of July from SAQ, the Alexanderson alternator station in Sweden. SAQ periodically schedules transmissions with a nearly century-old behemoth that operates on 17.2 kilohertz from the World Heritage Grimeton Radio Station. SAQ said the event was cancelled due to ongoing maintenance work at the site. The station will still observe Alexanderson Day with activities that include two startups of the Alexanderson Alternator and a local transmission. These events will be streamed via YouTube. The site will also be open to visitors. That's all I've got this week. I'm Brian, VK3GR, signing off. On the social scene... July 15, VK2 Westlake's Amateur Radio Club's car boot sale, 9am. July 22 in VK3, the Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest, Cranbourn Community Hall, Clarendon and High Street. July 22, here's a new one on the calendar, VK4, now it's only a few weeks away, Caboolture Hamfest on their sprawling club grounds. Hamfests are an opportunity to connect with many technically minded people in a very short time frame. Now luckily, tables are still available, so if you, your club or other groups or clubs that you're involved with would like to share or sell something to the amateur radio community, then organise your table now. 
The Caboolture Radio Club will be happy to hear from you. So if you live close by or are travelling on the yearly Winter Migration Trail North, make sure you head out to Caboolture, the home of this year's John Moyle Memorial Field Day multi-op HF phone winners. August 27 in VK2, Lismore area, Sarkfest Show, Tell and Sell Day. September 9 in VK4, it's Sunfest, held at the Wombai School of Arts building at 9am sharp. September 9 to 10 in VK4, Alara meet Cairns and listen for VI4 Alara from this month. September 10 in VK3, Shepparton Hamfest, St Augustine's Hall, Or Street. September 29 through to October 2 in VK4, it's the Cardwell Gathering. October 29, VK3, Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest, 10am at the Gary Cooper Pavilion, Yarra Glen. Maybe visit a winery or two after the Hamfest? November 5, VK3, Bargs Ham Convention at the Greyhound Racing Track, Ballarat. November 12, in VK5, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest, 8am. November 12, in VK3, Rosebud's annual celebration of all things amateur radio. Now next year, we've already got a couple of dates on the calendar. A great idea to get them in early. March 25 in VK3, it's the EMDRC's Hamfest at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. May 4-7 to 7 in VK4, it's the Clareview Gathering. Clareview between Rockhampton and Mackay. Now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Don't forget to read our text edition for all the links and a little bit more. Till then, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.